0: hey everybody. Yeah. welcome to the yeah. growing with bushes podcast i'm steve and uh this week we have Leighton from Kingdom aquaponics with us hey y'all how's it going mm-hmm. we're out here in portland maine and uh, we're uh getting ready for the science of regenerative organic cannabis conference out here in uh, uh friday through sunday out here in maine portland maine over at the uh, fraternal order of eagles so if you're looking to check that out go over to regenerativeorganiccannabis.com. cannabis.com uh, we have a super awesome guest uh, guest list um dr lane ingham will be there susan maywright evans myself uh, Layton will be there chris great trump well. will be there um great panels at night yep. uh, kevin jodry uh, we'll have a dem pure panel we'll have a bunch of awesome east coast breeders it'll be really 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 awesome um originally we we're supposed to have beth on the show from open cannabis project she's unable to make it tonight we had a, a last minute issue uh, there's been a lot of problems with weather. On the West Coast, and everyone trying to fly out to the other conferences having some problems yesterday and today. Uh, I know I spent the better part of an entire day yesterday going through airplane hell uh, and airport hell uh, and jumping, changing flights and everything else. So um, she ended up getting caught up in the same issues that we did, only uh, about 24 hours later. So she was uh, unable to make it with us live, but she's going to reschedule with us here in a couple of weeks, and we're going to get her on the show to tell us all about. What's currently going on with the patenting stuff with cannabis in the United States and Canada, and uh, we're gonna actually bring some. Her and I are actually talked earlier today. We're gonna get both a Canadian and U.S. lawyer, patent lawyer, on the show um, for that episode, so that we can actually talk and actually have someone. You know, it's not just us talking and 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 how we feel about a matter. We actually have someone that can speak firsthand on the legality uh, of those topics for that episode. So um, it's gonna end up being because of the delay, we're actually gonna end up having a, a far my opinion a better quality episode for all of you viewers um that's more accurate information that we'll, we'll have a lawyer live right there that can answer questions at least in regards to the patent stuff that we're talking about we'll have two of them hopefully at least that's the plan we we, we we're, we're working out dates on that to coordinate with everybody got yeah, Ben uh, we got well that's what she suggested for for the for her side and then I'm gonna get a Canadian guy uh to come in and talk on Canada so Ben's stand up guy yep I'm um, so um, uh, late. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do and
1: uh, what you're going to be speaking on this week? I'm doing a couple of different uh, talks. One of them is going to be about building regenerative soils so that you have a soil system that you don't have, add a lot to you, that is suitable for growing microorganisms and will quickly form micro and macro aggregates, which help with transpiration of the soil, oxygen, CO2. So that's the first talk. The second one is on advanced biologics that are available on the market now that we know work at it. And so I think that's really important tools for people out there to have access to. Um, so hopefully uh, we get some good attendance, difference.
0: Awesome. So the, you're, you and Josh are really uh, the kind of the two guys behind the conference. Why don't you tell everybody about the conference, what's it all about, and how it got started? <laughs>
2: Yeah,
1: that's a good story uh, it got started with a conversation five days before Christmas two uh, years Josh was like hey you know we, we should record the conversation I was like Josh why don't we just do a conference and we both laughed about it and uh, I think it was two days after Christmas he called me back and said hey I've booked a place in Portland Oregon like, what uh all right I get better get on the phone <laughs> so I called some peeps and he called some peeps and pulled it together on a in a prayer, um, at the conference, we had a group from South humble come up and we're like, Oh my god, we need to hear this. You guys have put on an amazing conference, so unlike all the BroFests and other campus conferences that we go to, you guys bring us real knowledge, real science, and real tools. And so, I went around and asked the speakers, Hey, can you guys, you know.
2: oh no, i think we lost them mr green jeans yeah i'm
3: we're the only ones here
2: <laughs> and they're gone and they're gone so uh what do you, you up to mr green
3: oh uh, not okay, much i'm now. just i'm hanging with with son of mr green jeans here son of mr uh, green jeans i like it that's uh, do you get it f1 Oh, no, no. Well, yeah. That's 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 how I got my name. It's actually um, the name of a Frank Zappa song. It's called Son of Mr. Green Jeans. I should get the link. Yeah. No kidding. It was uh, composed in 1969. It's a Zappa song. And, of course, anybody could be forgiven for not knowing that because Zappa had such a gigantic discography anyways. um, You
2: know. No, I know a few of them, but. No. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say, Marty? <laughs> I'm not familiar with that one. No, but you're right. They do. They have a just album after album after album. And yeah, I
3: think Zappa put out like more than a hundred albums in his lifetime, or something no. like that. It's, just- it's a lot.
2: For sure.
3: Yeah, and uh, it was really funny because I got you know so many Green Jeans imposters now, and I was kind of, I was kind of curious whether you know like a, that one guy one guy on youtube is huge you know he's got quite a big uh, following and i was curious as to whether he actually knows the origin of the name or not
2: <laughs> or whether or not copied yeah. right, you off the icy mag and it's riding the wave you know
3: exactly everybody just copped it from me rather than <laughs> getting the actual history of the name but but that's where it, that's where it comes from it's a zappa cool. song
2: hey what's up roger
4: Oh, hey, not much. Just getting through with World War Three with the old lady. We off air? On air. We're live. We're live. here, buddy.
2: Yep, yeah. we're live. We're uh, waiting for Steve. He dropped off. Oh, okay. Um, what, what, his internet connection dropped out? Yeah. I don't know. He's traveling. He's in Maine, so he might have uh, been having technical issues.
4: Well, he's in a ho- he's in his hotel because I talked to him about half an hour ago, and he just got in the hotel and had to set everything up. And he'll get late. Uh, he was going to have late on tonight because the other two had to cancel and move their. Um, well, they're they everybody's traveling, so everybody's having problems.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, he was on just a minute ago. He said he should be back in. Yeah, in yeah
4: that might be thing. so
2: yeah, he'll uh-huh. be back. So. What are you What are you working on in the garden, Mr. Green Jeans? What What strains are you
3: playing with? Oh, it, oh, the, the, I mean, I'm still babysitting all my. Uh, I I realized when we were talking, and I said, Oh, I I doubles. I meant I meant uh, I meant sisters. <laughs> Cl- separate, uh, clones or sisters or brothers. I I I never have duplicates of the same plant, which is one of the reasons why. You know that's a real white knuckling situation, making uh, only a single clone from each single clone. You know what I mean? And you yeah. know I've got a, a Jack Herrera cut that's over fifteen years old, and it just goes from single clone to single clone. You know, so okay. <laughs> blow, it, blow it one time and you're 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 done for. You know, but
2: uh,
3: <laughs> but I know recently I've been doing uh, some. Uh, I got uh, Swami. You know, sent me some cherry bomb seeds. And I started three, Dad? but all three of them turned out to be females, which Ooh. I think is kind of funny and possibly a little bit prophetic because people were asking me, you know, are you going to are you going to distribute cherry bomb? Are you going to take it over again? And I said, Dad? well, no, probably not. You know, ethically speaking, uh, you know, Swami is the guy to tr- distribute Daddy. it now. And I've been pointing Daddy. people at Daddy. Swami for a long time.
0: And oh. uh Okay, so I don't need to do a separate podcast. That's
2: fucking. Oh, hard. hey, what's
0: up? <laughs> there he is. He's back. Podcast like the last couple of times that this.
2: Oh,
4: just moved. burst right in and interrupt the conversation. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, we weren't talking about nothing. No, I'm rehashing. rehashing, rehashing Go ahead. Cherry bomb. You know. Oh yeah. That, oh, was, yeah. A, that just, was a cool I... thing you did too, Mr. Green Jeans. That. The fact that he's redeveloped it and made it something that's cool that you take that attitude. I think that's a lot about you, my man. Yep. Well, they,
3: you know, so uh, I, I actually uh, uploaded on the website a little, uh, you know, because I got a bunch of essays and people writing me emails and everything, and I uploaded a little blurb about the ethics of, of uh, breeding, you know, which is... What is so and that was one of my things. Dad. I was like, you know, if you're going <laughs> to like, I for example, I have a male and female uh, grand. What is it? Dad. Grand slam. Dad. And that's um, Dad. Dad. Uh, what is it? Dungeon vault genetics. I have Dad. a male Dad. and female Dad. so I could crank grand slam seeds, Dad. but I'm not going to. Dad. Dad. <laughs> that's Dad. their business. Dad. You
4: know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm
3: not going to step on their toes. But uh, I, I think it's kind of funny that the the ratio, the test, you know, the seeds that I f- started from Swami, I just figured, oh, I'd start four. One of them didn't germinate or I killed it, probably. And so I got three. And the sex ratio is they're all females. So I can't make pure cherry bomb seeds right now. No. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know, You're so probably joke's like, on you me planning to, but. It's just that that kind of thing, you know how it's funny how those those sex ratios work out. Mary Daddy, Jane messes with your head sometimes. Daddy, you that way. That on? <laughs> Doug, Please. you're not supposed to make more Dad, seats. Mr. Dad. Green Jeans. Sorry. <laughs> <ready>?
4: <laughs> yeah, you did you put Roger on me there.
3: You- yeah, I know. It says I know. I'm, I'm, I'm kinda who they're talking to then.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I love using the term out of the closet now too, because of because of Dennis Peron. I'm I'm not gay, but I'm but I'm out of the closet.
0: Really? Out, of yeah. out of the green closet? <laughs> out of the green closet, dude.
4: Yeah, because we don't of because we talk so much, and I've called you by your first name, and went, "Oh crap!" I it's.
5: Yeah.
3: I think that's what we're doing here. You know, I, I think that was like Gypsy. I don't think anybody ever saw Gypsy's face until he came on our podcast.
5: Yeah,
4: that was. I mean, he came, cool. came out, show, man. Yeah.
3: He came out.
0: Daddy, Daddy.
3: Wait, I, <laughs> you guys. I'm sorry, i got to pay attention to, to the little, to
0: the son of Mr.
3: Green. That's all right. No That's
0: all you know, we, <laughs> we, get, we can get, get Leighton to pick up off where he was. So so yeah. you're explaining how the conference got started here. You and Josh got together and you're sharing, sharing talks. Well, I mean, it was about cleaning up misinformation. Um, you know, we're both very passionate
1: guys and just got really frustrated with the nonsense being spun out on the Internet are trying it and failing and then shitting on organics. which is not cool so not only do we want to provide people with real information real science real tools but we want to give them examples of people that have been doing it for years correctly and so now they have resources that they can reach out to if they have a problem or a question and and get a real answer not something off the internet yes so that's kind of what started the whole thing and uh it's gained some momentum and kind of snowballing at this point. So and we're going to keep this, keep this rolling as long as we can. And as long as you know people are out there and supporting us, that's how it all came about. And <clears throat> I think, uh, you know, the cool part about this is, is that as we're gaining momentum, we're also gaining attention from a lot of people who do have other tools that we don't have. And so it's really just, expanding on a really cool level um that is you know unchartered very organic
0: a yeah, big shout out to
1: josh and kelly from dragon Park. oh god and, yeah yeah um, and colin from msp and I'm, I'm looking forward to collaborating with him with in vivo versus in vitro organisms to really bring a whole nother level of of both inoculants as well as stimulants for soil construction and and Know, actual plant stimulus, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy ride for the next few years. Looking forward
0: to it. Oh, huh? okay. you know, shout out to you too. Thanks. Huh? Love, bro. Yeah, and then um, tell them about uh, who we have for this weekend. Who's ta- who's, uh, who's helping us out? Giving educating everybody.
1: Uh, so yeah, we got Dr.
0: Elaine starting
1: up. Uh, then I hit off with soil construction. Um, then I follow up with advanced biologicals. Got you talking in the afternoon about you know getting people well, to get into aquaponics. Steve and I are geeking on you know the water column organisms. I mean, it's just it's insane that if you really think about where humanity started to evolve to the next level, it's where oceans and, and rivers met. And that's because the rivers were giant compost tea machines and the oceans provided an incredible aquatic fertility. The combination was like all you had to do is build a little shelter and you had all the food you could possibly imagine. And so it's taking that kind of concept and theme and saying, hey, let's 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 you know biomimic nature and take these organisms out of the water system, the water columns, get them back into the soil, because hey, you motherfuckers killed them all. And let's get that soil functioning again and let's benefit from, you know, real nutrient mineral loaded plants, whether we're consuming them in cannabis or eating them in vegetables or fruits. Um, now this place is the garden of Eden and we kind of shit on it for a long time. So now it's time to let's rebuild it. And in rebuilding it, we'll rebuild our health um, and you know provide income to people who have been shut out by the, the monster economic-based system society that we live in. So power to the people, let's get the power back in the hands
0: of individuals and take it away from monster motherfucking corporation my language no and that's why we all need to focus on banding together getting aquaponic producers be that um you know soil aquaponics organic hydro and all working together not 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 you know stop the nitpicking stop the infighting you know if we don't work together we're going to get completely run out of the market I and that's suck over. yep and that's why it's wonderful like we have uh, you know Dr. Lane Ingham, we have Susan maywin Evans, we yeah, have yourself, we didn't get in, in this Saturday. Yeah, and, and, and none of them do anything with aquaponics. You know, they're all soil so, you know, soil people. Chris Trump, they're all hardcore soil, but we're you know are the, we're, we're they're happy to you know come and all of them have come except for Susan so far, have come
4: oh, on. She's and, coming around.
2: Shots oh, fired. If, she's got fired. If, I'm,
4: if I'm correct, none of them were even involved in cannabis. They were they were there, they were they were experts in their field pre-cannabis involvement. Yeah. In
1: yeah, yep. we've been dragging them in, kicking and screaming, but they're getting
4: yeah. Yeah. We'll get Susan
0: on. Don't worry. I've hey, been, you know, bottom worked line. worked hard on her tonight. We're right.
1: Better. Bottom line, guys, the cannabis is the most studied and watched plant on this planet. And if we can blow this shit up, then everybody, all people, agriculture, horticulture, is all going to get on board. Because they're going to realize, if you can do this with a nutrient-starved pig, like cannabis, you can do it with anything. And that's what this is about: using cannabis as a platform to launch, launch uh, you know, good, solid agricultural practices for the entire planet. And you know, it's a beautiful thing. It's it's really awesome to be
2: a part of something at the beginning. Yeah, like Steve was saying, I think it's cool that you know the, the it can start coexisting. You know, for a long time, it's sort of been like separate camps. You know, and you know steve can probably talk about just some of the experiences he's had in soil groups uh mm-hmm. online is not overly responsive uh, more more so now than before <laughs> um, but but when when we started and especially when we started the podcast it was it, there was a very negative attitude around it and it, it always surprised me because all of the living soil people in there, you know, they talk about biomimicry and all of that stuff. And I could never figure out how you could complete the cycle of biomimicry without incorporating aquatic life. Oh, I mean, when you look around every body of water that sustains life is populated by some form of aquatic life of, of some size or shape or form. So how you, how can you completely uh, achieve biomimicry without some sp- form of closed loop aquaponics was was always curious to me like um why they why some people seem like it took them a long time to make that that jump or stretch and i think it's the hydro aspect of it you know it looks like hydro and it's like if you just look at a grow you know you can look at and be like oh that's a hydro grow like well not (laughs) not necessarily you know and i think that was kind of the separation and also the aquaponics people we're always resistant to soil because it, you know, caused issues in closed loop systems if you don't do it properly. So, it was like bridging that gap. Um, you know, it has has <laughs> definitely been uh, been interesting, and so that's what I like about the your guys' conference is that you can you can experience both and and coexist. Like Steve was saying, without the without the infighting, helps a lot. Well, I, I hope that it's more than coexist. I hope it's co-create. Okay. That's kind of why we're
1: doing it. And- Know, pounding this home that look you can throw a fish tank in the freaking corner and you're right. going to get those freaking critical organisms right live in the water column to help work with your soil system. i mean i get into diatom. people are like, what the fuck's a diet jesus christ they produce this 40 of the oxygen on the planet and we don't talk about these things and what we're doing to them and killing them off <laughs> you know don't worry about the amazon jungle people you fucking wipe the oceans out we're done everything living on this planet is going away so um, you know that's that is so important and i'm a big fan of, of like getting people to understand aquaponics and aquaculture are critical things moving forward forward until we figure out how to clean up the ship we've already messed up
4: i think you mentioned earlier about the you know how we're, we're into this massive uh industrial culture and um and it's almost like nothing can concede unless that you can have it a monopoly pretty much and i think that what in, in 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 what we're getting at with what's going on with with people in your conference and again i'm not sure if i can really talk about this too much So i'm going to just be vague because i know that everybody knows that much but the fact that there's this coalition growing uh, uh the partnership around the world you, you know that,
0: that. yeah the dem collective that's totally allowed. You can talk about that That's going
4: to be how we can win out in the end. When you've got instead of having one farmer or a a community of farmers fighting against Monsanto, we're going to have farmers from around the world fighting against Monsanto. And you know, where I think the strength is going to come in this movement is that as more people buy into the health benefits and what it and the beneficial for the for the planet itself and our waterways. That more and more people are going to jump on the bandwagon, and it will become too strong for the the big giant corporations and the government to ignore us anymore.
0: And and it's a and I want to want to grab this for a second and say that's why important. It's why it's going to be important when we get Beth on the show, and she was, you know, had to have her, her flight stuff all screwed up tonight. But um, when she comes back on the show, um, it's it's really important to understand what what she's talking about so that. Growers can properly protect themselves, their hard work, and their intellectual property. I mean, everyone that's watched the podcast knows. I was when Buddha Cheese came out and was trying to patent their strain, I ripped him a new asshole. But now that I've got a chance to spend a lot of time with a bunch of growers up at Humboldt, and and get to hang out with a lot of, of family growers that have been doing this for 40 plus years, you know, they absolutely deserve the 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 right to be able to to patent or at least protect and decide who gets to grow their stuff. You know and not not have to worry about someone replicating it not have to worry about people like there was just in the news you had the yeast producers people producing cannabinoids of yeast or cbg cbga um uh you know synthase stuff and and you know that's another way you know you're going to have to protect the patent on your your profile of your your, your strains so that it doesn't just get replicated synthetically um and that's going to be a whole separate court battle which Um, When we're able to get Beth on, she'll be able to talk about, you know, in great detail. And,
1: you know, it's someone else that I think is really important. If if I can just get people to watch this one documentary called The Third Industrial Revolution, it will give them hope that there is going to be a change, that this uh, economic-based monster that controls all of us um, and is trying to, literally make us all slaves, it's gonna get wiped out. And it starts with open source and it's a great documentary. I think it's on uh, top Docs or YouTube, but if you chase it, you'll find it, watch it. It'll give you inspiration, spread the word so that people get behind it and, and are not scared of these these tools um, that are happening, whether they want to or not, It's this is going on and it's going to change the face uh, of what's present right now, uh, and you know, again, a little bit of hope goes a long way with all of the misery that we all have to
0: suffer. Absolutely, and it's been wonderful to network and connect with other people to try and build these networks to keep us all going. Because, again, like we said earlier, if we don't band together now, we're all or fucked. Thought. Like it's it's that simple. So. Um, uh, so, uh, is there anything else you wanted to mention about the uh, uh, conference?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just wish that we could get, you know, the word out. One of the things that's the hardest in these conferences is that people come up and say, Oh my God, I had no idea what this was about. This is amazing. I would have told all my friends that, you know, Oh my God, you got to go to this. We're not here selling sponsors. We're not making money. We're here giving you tools and, and access to people that that not only have done this, but are providing products that, that work. And you know, that's, that's the whole goal here. So spread the word. I mean, that's the key is in a grassroots movement, getting the word out so people know that this is available, um, whether they live stream it or whether they show up, either way, they're gonna get the information. Be successful, collaborate, and collectively work as a whole. And that's the only way we're gonna go forward without, like we're saying, Monsanto or some other motherfucker there coming in, feeling it all. So, oh, we got a couple other guests that are showing up. All right. Well, I'm gonna
4: the- say you're a lot different, Leighton, when you're all in your uh, your road gear than your office when you're all dressed up like a an accountant or something. But uh <laughs> and, you, and you cuss a lot more now too. Well, I tell you what, I was like, who's this guy? <laughs> you yeah, like mr prim and proper every time you've been on the show you know and well you know i, I
1: was, i'm kind of old school so you know i, I listen to my dad he's like oh you know you gotta clean up okay? <laughs> now i'm just like you know what these people don't judge me i can be who the fuck i am and that's yeah, there, there's there's people that look like me at this conference and this is my good friend and love Wendy. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to her because oh. I got to go get ready for my conference tomorrow. <clears throat> I'm, I'm on talking and I, I need to be on point. So I'm going to, I'm going to give her the stage and the mic and, <laughs> and let Steve play with her. And uh, I hope to meet you guys in person at some point in the near
4: future. I'll and, see you at Ann Arbor. I already got my hotel and flights booked.
1: Awesome, bro. Looking forward to it. Man. Yeah, me too. And green jeans someday you too, bro. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Godspeed all of you, man. Catch you on the flip-flop. See you later. Good night. Good night.
4: Hello.
0: How's How it going? going?
6: Josh has a different agenda.
0: Josh will be joining us in a minute. Oh, he's coming in? Yeah. Well, After he gets done rolling. He's got a real joint i um, <laughs> In Maine here, they're super chill about it. You know, public use is not really a thing they oh. ask you for.
6: Where'd he
0: go? I'm Down there.
6: There he is.
4: Oh, Josh, joined us that way.
2: Yeah, that he's got his phone.
4: He's he's always here. Really, he's on
5: his phone.
2: So. I'm, I'm always
5: behind listening. I'm in the dark.
4: See. On the other
5: side of the wall.
4: So, Wendy, what do you have to tell us and share with us tonight since, uh, you know, oh God, God, God. I've, been,
6: I've been awake since 1 a.m. Uh, no, wait. Sorry, that's not even true. I've been awake since 6 a.m. Wednesday morning, California time. So I, I don't even know. I think I'm operating on like the three brain cells that are maybe functioning. So it's a great time to ask me something totally bizarre and off the wall. because I'll probably answer it in a really interesting way.
0: <laughs> well, tell them how you, what you're talking about. At the conference. You're
6: <laughs> I about. don't know. I'm cobbling together. I
4: don't,
6: yeah, you know, I'm trying to figure out what's going to be most important to our East Coast friends over here. And I don't really know that much about the regulations and the laws. Um, that are that are happening in Maine. Um, I've been doing some consulting with uh, businesses that are looking to get started with their states in 2020. So Kentucky, Minnesota, um, a couple others, I can't remember off, off the top of my head. So that's been something that I think is really pertinent to a lot of people, but not necessarily to this state. Um, so I'm just trying to think about, you know, I don't know, like, what do you guys, what did you speak on it last time? Um, well, last time we just did some KNF stuff. So we did IMO, which I love. I think it's really amazing. Um, and then last year my talk was mostly on um basically how to watch your margin, what what to do in order to move your business forward. Because as more and more states get regulated, and I imagine when we see federal regulation, we're gonna see a huge shift in these price points so i mean i think that over here you guys are still seeing some pretty good prices i suspect that's going to change and so now is a good time to really tighten up your sops tighten up your margins figure out where you can effectively cut your um cut your expenses and how to get really really efficient with what you're doing and i think that especially with cannabis really with any any business efficiency is super super key if you're not efficient in what you're doing, if you're running around for ten minutes looking for a shovel or a sprayer or a hose or a water wand, you've got a problem. Buy another water wand.
4: If you have four gardens, <laughs> one to <two> water wand <laughs> garden. I got right? a set of holes everywhere on the farm. You get
2: a hose and you get a hose and you yeah, it. so all
6: yeah, uh, get hose. Ev- hoses for everybody. <laughs> When you
4: talked about Maine. I can tell you this yeah. much because uh, we have a friend that's in Maine. Um, they they were really doing kind of neat, pretty good when they were just medical, and uh, and like all the other states, when they changed to recreational, it's all in kind of in limbo. Although I do understand last time I talked with with Dummy that they were still allowing the medical to go the like it was still separate, and right. they, are, right. they are they um, are. <laughs> they are they are they are limited by square. Footage. They're they're limited by square feet in in Maine. So it's not a plant count, in Maine. It's square footage in Maine. So
6: that's like California, huh? That California is the same. It's not plant. Well, if you're very very small, it's plant count. But otherwise, for the most part, it's square footage.
4: Okay. Yeah, because you you mean more? You're commercial as opposed to homegrown. You got it. Home growers. Yeah. yeah.
6: Yep. So yeah, yeah, 99 gonna...
4: plants in California, you can still grow 99 plants?
6: No, no. Oh, no. they get away with that.
4: The wind changes direction. Okay. No. Change
6: Six.
0: Direction. Six. 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 Medical. Medical.
6: Six. Personal grow. No medical. Medical. There's no such thing anymore. 215. Compassionate care. I California effectively killed it. Wow. It's all now. We have one regulation. It's called Malcursa. The medical adult use and recreational. MAU. A U C R S A medical adult use cannabis regulation. I don't know, dude.
4: M-A-U-C-R anyway. We got that far. M-A-U-C-R.
6: I M C A. Um <laughs> there is a <laughs> sorry, really running on like no sleep right now. Um so we had Prop 215, right, which was really regulated by your doctor's recommend recommendations. Right. Then we had Prop 64 and there were, for just a real hot second, there were going to be two sets of regulations. You had ALMA, which was the Adult Use Marijuana Act. Yeah, and
2: then was it really SB, marijuana?
6: Did yeah. they put marijuana in that? That's crazy. Anyway. SB
2: 94. It's the same thing in Oregon. 64.
6: So that was That's ALMA of, uh, and then McCursey. Ma- Ma- Ma-
0: that was the blanket regulations for both.
6: 64 was blank. Well, so not exactly, I know, I know but yeah. yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I get it. So yeah. we had Alma, which was rec and we had the which was medical. And then they merged them to be Malcursa, which now regulates all commercial cannabis activity, regardless if it's medical or rec. And then you have now, because it's uh, recreational, anybody can grow six plants, which is awesome in a way, but also sucks because, there are so many people that would love to do it, but really don't know how to start. Um, so that's that's a whole nother. That's a topic for a whole nother day.
2: Well, and you limit the people that already know, right? Like the people that are already I mean, existing and are now probably providing it for other people that don't or don't have the means to, right? So it's unfortunate that you know it follows the same line at, as Oregon, which is you know our medical program, which also has marijuana in the name, which is super frustrating as well, the Oregon Medical Marijuana program. It's like, well, it's not even a word, but anyway. Um so (laughs) and it it's basically effectively killed. I mean it still exists and you can enroll in it, but you get two extra plants. That's essentially and you can take clones. I guess that's it. But you you know, I think by the time you're done, unless you had you know get like a you know veterans discount or something like that, like four hundred and fifty bucks by the time you're done to be able to grow two extra plants. <laughs> and for most people that don't really know how to grow, it's probably not even worth it, you know? Right. So, um, enrollment's was- down like 80%. So, all, you know, all the funding for the medical marijuana program has disappeared. I think we're down to three dispensaries statewide. Um, what? For the medical program. Um,
6: I mean, Oregon's down to three medical dispensaries statewide
2: yeah so it's essentially um because rec dispensary licensing is so cheap right so readily available um they would have to essentially dual license to be a medical carrier um, and nobody nobody does that and so that also effectively kills medical growers because then they have no legal way to distribute their product because there's only three dispensaries (laughs) to be able to display product in for the entire state so you know, you can understand why why that doesn't work. We had, we were down to seven and we were doing pretty good there for a while. And then we had a few more drop off. So I'm not sure what exactly we're down to, but it's it's a, it's very low for the entire state. I know that much. And uh, it's unfortunate. So then they opened it up and they said, okay, well, you can, as a medical grower, you can sell up to 20 pounds to a rec dispensary per year.
6: That so, doesn't good Really?
2: You know it's like a drop in the bucket compared to the entire medical industry that used to exist and essentially provide free medicine for the patients that needed it now are, are buying it from dispensaries or having to essentially pay someone to grow for them at their own place. Like they have people that, that come and they, you know, they do these creative ways to be able to grow for people, but you're still limited to essentially 12 plants per site and the patient has to live on site so if your uncle gets prostate cancer and you want to be able to grow some seed and uh you know help him out you you can't even do that you're gonna have to go over to his house set it up there do everything over there and uh there's no way to to get above the the count unless you have a uh like um, specifically zoned property, then you can um, you can grow and distribute to patients, but all of your excess still has to go to a medical dispensary, anything above 20 pounds. So you can imagine any sort of like serious uh, uh, investor is going to be like, oh, hey, no thanks. <laughs> and uh, that's pretty much what happens because it just limits your, your output to essentially not not enough for or anything it's unfortunate forces everyone to go wreck both and both patients and growers and dispensaries it essentially it's so front-loaded towards recreational that you know medicals pretty much a joke at this point hmm
4: that's really so sad because getting back to that with i i didn't realize that i knew they'd made changes and it was getting kind of weird in california but i never did get the clarity that they absolutely dropped completely dropped prop 215 or whatever the bill was the 215 Uh, yeah i just um that's unbelievable you know i just don't see why they've got good medical practices going on and then they want to drop it and just go recreational which is Kind of what, what what I'm
5: hearing over here is this it's because of the money west, you know, it's, it's and because of the money, dude.
4: It, yeah, I know. Well, I know what it's about. I mean, you you know me. I'm the biggest one, the first one to come out and start preaching about the freaking government one. If government or Marlboro wanted to do it and had a and could patent it, we it'd be legal, you know. Oh, uh, we lost somebody.
5: We lost Steve. Let's <laughs> Steve again.
2: Man, I'll
4: tell you what, folks, Maine, in case you don't realize that, Maine is way up there.
2: <laughs> hey. There we it's, are.
5: It's, Maine is actually, we just learned this, it's at forty-five. De- what, no, 43 degrees uh, north longitude. Um, where we are. Latitude, oh. excuse me. Well, Maine
4: is actually, yeah, for the most part, Maine is, you know, like all located east of Canada. You know, it's not, it's like where Dummy lives, he's halfway up the entire Canadian country of Canada, you know. Uh, Where he lives, uh, yeah, he lives. If you look at it, look at look at it on the map. Now that you're up there, Van Buren is where he lives, and it's the most northeastern tip of Maine, right on the Canadian border. Um, He literally has the customs customs compound at the back of his property. That's how close he is to the border. The customs compound. You could hit a golf ball from his yard into the into the customs compound back there on the canadian border and there's a crossway there's actually a crossway but because of the laws here uh after and after 9 11 they shut down everything so his town is dead but the canadian side the town on the canadian side of the city is thriving you know and i'm not really sure about what what's up with that maybe just it's you know what it is but there's potato farmers up there but yeah I'd, i didn't realize it until i talked to him because i was trying to make a trip up there and it's like once you get to Boston, it's still an entire day to drive to where he's at. You'd think if you're in Boston, you could go just about anywhere in the northeast and not, you know. But it's still like 10 or 12 hours from Boston or
5: 13 or an ungodly amount.
4: It's up there, man. You guys are up there in the cold.
5: Well, I, what, so, I was trying to say, what I was trying to say is what, what we had learned is uh, this is 43 degrees and, uh, and, and where I live, it's 49 degrees.
4: Oh, yeah
5: but, yeah I thought I thought that maine was quite a bit higher um, it's definitely colder by by a long shot um because they're on the Atlantic, but um yeah we, we were really surprised to where I was. what were you gonna say, Steve?
0: you want to tell everybody about the conference and uh, some of the uh speakers we're
5: having out here on the east coast? yeah, I'll do my little spiel while I roll a joint, one, two, three, here we go um <laughs> Um, yeah, no, we've been hanging out with. Uh, we we had a great dinner tonight. I don't know if Steve probably talked about it. We have um, Dr. Elaine Ingram um, from Soil Food Web uh, Inc. This is going to start us off in the morning talking soil, soil biology, uh, soil food web, all the characters, the uh, microorganisms in the soil that that uh, eat and digest and die, that make all the nutrients for our plants. Um, And then my partner, Leighton Morrison, Kingdom Aquaponics, is going to talk um, about next level biology, basically uh, his process that he's kind of developed to um, extract and harvest uh, microorganisms and and make them, uh, shelf stabilize them so they can be reapplied to compost or to beds or to plants. Um, There's multiple methods uh, to apply them. And then uh, Steve, you're going to talk on aquaponics and um, greenhouse design, and um, yeah. And then uh, we're going to do something we haven't done before that I've, I've been wanting to do, both Lane and I have been wanting to do for a while, as um, a speakers panel, just a straight forward, no agenda um, questions to to the whole, to all the speakers that are, are present. So um, Elaine will be there. Suzanne Wainwright will be there. Suzanne Wainwright, Evans, um, Layton will be there. Steve will be there, and um, I'm not sure if Chris will be there Friday night or not. I think he might be, um, and just have a straight up, you know, Q and A. Um, fire them away, and let's see how it goes. Because uh, these are all really experienced um, people that have that are they're experts in their in their field, but they also are, are, are broad, you know, broadly experienced and. And uh, all these 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 things have interaction with each other. And so sometimes there's a little bit of uh, confusion between the speakers and they they can teach each other things and they don't understand things. But it's it's only through conversation uh, and dialogue and, and walking through it that, that the learning happens. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool. We had a good time at dinner and, uh, and after having drinks, learning some of the, some of this stuff and just kind of going through it. So I think it'll be a really valuable time. Um, and then Saturday morning, we flip the script, and we're going with Suzanne Wainwright-Evans into IPM, uh, insect pest management, with beneficial insects. Um, and then we'll in the afternoon, we'll go to Korean Natural Farming with Chris Trump. Um, and then Wendy is going to come on um, and, we'll, and speak to us uh, for a bit on a topic to be determined to be announced. And then uh, in, the, in the evening, we're going to do um Dragonfly Earth Medicine panel we got some good farmers up here. Um, I won't be able to quote them all to you guys. we got grape grows, ancient days, and there's one more that I can't remember the name. And then myself, I'm going to host um, that panel. Um, and then Sunday, we're going to do uh, a full genetic day with Kevin Jodry from Wonderland Nursery. Um, one log tree house is his current uh, dispensary system down there in... Um, in in california and he's going to talk about genetics and uh, classifying them into putting them into categories for sale so that you're growing plants that can actually be sold you know plants that are appropriate for your environment for your for your design and then also are appropriate for the market um what we find often is that people are you know when you say what well, what are you growing, they say oh we're going to do it all we're going to grow flowers we're going to grow concentrates we're going to make edibles i got a topical line and You know, we're doing lollipops and, you know, I got these suppositories, the whole damn thing. And you're like, okay, you're going to fit that all into a 30 by 100 foot greenhouse. And market it and package it. All right. So Kevin does a good job of just breaking that down and kind of like calling out the no nonsense and uh, helping you think about how to be really strategic in what you're doing so that you can sell the shit and make some money. Um, so, we, super valuable information, and then and he'll host uh, a breeders panel that will follow. We've um, got six breeders, you know, will be on board, and um, yeah, go through and interview them and see what they've been breeding for, see what they've been selecting for, so that you then can can make the choices of who you want to work with based upon what you're growing, what your environment is, uh, what your what your um, grow methods are, et cetera. So. Yeah, it's a big weekend, and uh, Maine is a pretty cool spot, to be honest. I'm, I'm stoked. It's um, restaurant number one restaurant, um, capital of the, the nation. I don't know what that means, but I was told that three times today. So that's pretty cool. And we did have some good food. So. All right. Yeah.
6: And then so, um, yeah, uh, you're doing Seed Swap, too,
5: yeah? Yeah, Seed Swap Sunday.
6: Seed
5: Swap, thanks. Seed Swap Sunday. Seed Swap Sunday. So um, please come. I know there's some folks coming with some pretty fire shit. Um I'm pretty excited to see actually a guy that, that's popped on here on the show a few times um before heady extracts. Um he's oh, got some good that. stuff. Yeah, he's got coming? some good stuff and he, yeah, he's coming. Hell he's coming. Yeah. yeah. I didn't he's know he making... was coming, he didn't tell me that motherfucker. What, what's even better is this guy has been making selections specifically for aquaponics. So Hell wow. yeah Yeah, yeah,
6: right. Really
0: nice. cool. If I had known that, I would have brought him some of the same shit. I'm sure I can Find a way for paper planes to find their way to him with seeds. Yeah, paper planes go a long ways. They do, they do. <laughs> Turbojet boosters on them these days, I hear.
6: Y'all know how we used to smuggle seeds around through the mail. Not me. Yeah, you know, allegedly. People, yeah, people yeah, allegedly. Yeah, CDK. The cracks.
0: The cracks.
6: Yep. Cracks. CDK so I got my that's first mine from,
0: right. uh, from, <laughs> from, uh, from Mark Emery's company, I think was the first one. No, no, take it back. My first seed purchase was at a high Times store in Montreal. There's a a high chain called high times and they're not associated with the magazine. That's Canadian based. And that was the first place I ever bought seeds.
6: I think the first time I ever bought seeds was through a seed bank out of Spain that got them from some other country that got them from Amsterdam. So it took like a month and a half or two months (laughs) to get to you. And, uh, and I still remember cause they gave me a freebie and it was this, um, was super sativa tie something or another. I can't quite remember the damn plant grew. I swear to God, I had like a 10 foot orchard ladder and I could not reach the top of it. And it was like <laughs> October 25th and the rain was coming down and the whole thing was just molded out. And it was like, I mean it all of a sudden I was like, oh tie sticks. I totally get it now, because that's all you could have done with that stuff. But it was fun to grow. I think I got a whopping like one ounce off of a fifteen foot tall plant. Um but it was a damn good one ounce.
2: <laughs> nice.
0: What about y'all? Where did you guys get your first seeds? Or bought purchase, not get, Thoughts. purchase. Thoughts. Where did you purchase your first set of seeds? I've never bought seeds in my whole career.
4: <laughs> my company I, don't think I have either. Huh?
2: I don't think I have either.
4: Yeah, my companies always give me seeds, so
2: I don't I don't think my brother or my stepdad really counts. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean I was always yeah, it was always that or um, I, I was what?
3: 11. <laughs> you were 11. I was 11 years old. Got some seeds from friend's older brother. Showed them to my grandmother. My grandmother is a Swedish organic gardener. And uh, she guessed that they were cannabis seeds right away. She looked at them and hmm. she said, Oh, wow, are those cannabis seeds? I've always wanted to try growing cannabis. Let's plant <laughs> them right away. I, th- I think she said, "Oh, they look—they so- look sort of like spinach seeds." <laughs> I remember she was about eighty-eight or eighty-nine years old at the time, and I was eleven. And she said, "Let's grow these seeds."
2: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> we're in, we're in uh,
3: Massachusetts, though, and they didn't flower they were like Colombian, You know, this was probably nineteen sixty-eight or sixty-nine, right, or whatever. But didn't yeah. finish them.
0: they long. No. But then the next
3: year, the next year, she had a fantastic idea. The next year, we got a hold of some similar genetics or something like that. And the next year, she pulled them up by the roots and stuck them in buckets in the basement um, before the first frost and let them um, mature a couple weeks longer, you know, in the basement like that. And uh, that was that was amazing. You know, the buds grew uh, without light and they were very uh, you know like golden colored <laughs> oh it was really cool <laughs> that's, that's awesome. my that's my starting story
2: <laughs> first first that's, year yeah, that's pretty cool that's way better yeah. than i got them for my brother <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, i think all of our first, first seeds was bag seed, right
5: yep. yeah yeah no, my I, first seed was uh, Super Lemon Haze from oh, uh, Greenhouse. Oh, wow.
6: Strain name and everything. I'm what sorry,
5: up, baby? Mr. <laughs> I know, No, no. I, I, I Very impressive. In, I came in late, but I came in hard. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I talked about it in, in Redway. Like My first uh, plant that I was gifted was ATF, and it was a $4,000 cut. So I started off with, still to, to this day, one of the best plants that I've ever seen and ever owned. I still have it. Wow. Uh, yeah so i like i kind of came into the game really spoiled so everything was like had to hold up to that 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 light and uh well, i remember when i bought those super lemon haze seeds um it was they were pretty pretty dope they and i did was just total newbie it was like you know what's hot you know oh, what won high times and high you know super lemon haze won high times that year or shot second place or something like that yeah first place. Fuck, <laughs> yeah It sounded fucking hot as shit, so I was like, all right, and I, you know, did my thing, and they came in the mail, and it was fucking, it was wild. You could just order marijuana seeds. I got some. Marijuana.
6: My my first thing when I ordered those, I was paranoid for, like, I don't know, I I think I got them in, and I just, like, acted like maybe it wasn't coming to me, and I, I, oh, no, I didn't even put my name on it. I used a pseudonym. I was like, oh, no, this is, like, super like not oh sure God. and I'm so anxious about it and even though like people are doing it I was like Ugh. and I kind of just hit it and like I don't know I, I'm pretty sure I lived on pins and needles for about two weeks expecting the FBI and the SWAT team to like break down my door for like you know yeah. the, the whopping of seeds that I bought from like you know through Spain through somewhere through Amsterdam like through four countries it's, it's totally nuts.
0: I, I have that with my first glass the first time I ordered glass I remember I was super paranoid. I ordered it and I made sure they wrote big because I, I was super into computers at the time when I was only 14. So I, had them, I ordered it and I had them write, you know, computer parts right. on the box, <laughs> like like on the instructions in the note section, you know, because my mom my mom would totally just grab it and not even open it. Cause she didn't give a shit about the computer stuff. So that was like my way to get it past my mom. <laughs> nice. Hmm. I still have that bong and that bowl, believe it. Very right, first, of all, I feel like I'm the only person left that has their first
2: bowl. Oh yeah, mine's long broke. I was <laughs> gonna
6: say most of us break <laughs>
2: Long <bro. laughs> Yep. No, yeah, they probably, you... probably all my favorites have pretty much bit the dust. The last one I had, which you can you can see on the first episodes of the podcast, um, it finally. Finally broke, but I had that one for probably like six, seven years, maybe something like that. That's probably the the longest survivor. But yeah, not definitely not not even close to the first one. Probably like wow. the twelfth one. Yeah, I think they was-
6: lose mine. Like they just not necessarily break, but like you know, you take it somewhere and. You exactly. get high and you forget to bring it back home. <laughs> Somebody's so stoked to inherit it. <laughs> we have right. migratory bombs in Humboldt County. They just go from like home to home to home. Or yeah.
0: someone, someone gets arrested so their friend goes over and cleans out everything before the right. cops get there. Yeah. So all their glass. Yeah. I think I got three, two or three collections that way when I lived in Philadelphia, allegedly.
6: Or Kevin Jodry ends up taking your uh, super sweet black Torch home with him. Oh yeah, that
0: was so <laughs> the night, Kevin
6: found yeah. some guy. Yeah.
0: Like, give me your address. I found it last night.
6: Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. me here, this. I was like, damn, I don't use these, but this is real nice. It's real nice. I'll, it's in my car. I'll send it back.
0: Kevin's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He's
6: killer. We love him. Oh yeah. But don't lend him your bong.
0: Yeah. Don't
6: <laughs> Hold on to your torches. And your out, <laughs> <baby>. <laughs> That's
2: why Joy. I roll joints when I go out.
6: Yes. <laughs> yes, my friend. Roll joints with Kevin. Very good.
2: That's yeah. <laughs> like the wisest advice I could, you could give somebody. Dude, oh. Just learn the pre roll. <laughs> just when you're going out, <laughs> learn the pre roll.
0: So on uh, one quick note, there won't be a show
6: on Tuesday.
2: I'll be on an airplane, so that's not gonna work. Oh, and
6: then yeah, the you hope he hopes they will be on an airplane. These airplanes
2: come to the airport. Yeah, in an airport. I'm just saying.
6: Oh my God! Yeah, all kinds of fucked up every which way.
2: Yeah, it's been nuts here at the airport locally, and even like I-5 and most of the roads going south were closed. For like on and off for the past like week and a half, it's been the
0: 101 class and humble. I don't know if you guys saw that today. There was a oh, yeah. section of the 101 clubs.
6: When was that? Today, this morning. Fuck.
0: Yeah, you can't take the 101 north right now. From snow,
4: oh, no, from rain. Oh,
0: God. And, and uh, multiple towns. The Russian River is completely over its banks in every direction.
6: All of them are. The eel is. Yeah, the, the eel is. is it's gnarly up the, there.
0: When we left them um, Tuesday morning. Oh, uh, but Eel River was way the yep. fuck over its bank.
6: It was, it was worse yesterday. What day is it today? Thursday. All right. Yesterday. Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, right. Wednesday when I left, it was like the orchard, the, the vineyards were under water. Like you
0: could like see the, the grape The level, grape vine. The four or five foot top tops of those yeah. was underwater.
6: Yeah. The whole vine is know. underwater. So I wonder if it's the 101 where um, there's actually, <laughs> I happen to, film, my friend and I, Aaron, were coming back from a High Times Festival, and we were driving north, and there was this one part of 101 that collapsed every year, and there was a a huge landslide pretty much before we left and headed south, and they had it more or less cleared up, but they were watching this one giant, like, flange of rock that was coming out, and they were like, oh, do we wanna make it fall, or are we just gonna wait for it to fall on its own? And I think they decided, well, if you don't make a decision the decision gets made so they decided not to do anything and watch it so we were driving up coming back from san Bernardino high Times, and there was one truck in front of us and they stopped us like people were going through everything was fine they stopped us and we're like all right and we're sitting there and we're like oh there's actually like you can hear rocks like trickling down and like this kind of like soft stream effect it was kind of nice you know and i was like well this is a trip so i started filming it and all of a sudden, the Caltrans guys are like, why don't you guys back up further? We're like, all right. And there's K-rails and this huge chain link fence. And then the slide is behind all of that. And so we end up backing up a little ways. And it's like now it's starting to come down a little bit bigger. You can see bigger rocks like pinging off the fence. You can hear it. And all of a sudden, the mountain melts. The K-rails are... I mean, it was like... Ooh. The the K-Rails literally are completely obliterated. I mean, and the road is gone. There is no highway. So uh, I called my friend Casey O'Neill from Happy Day Farms. And I was like, so (laughs) the back road through Bell Springs has generally been closed to anybody other than like people who live up there. So uh, we're living at your farm right now and we're coming through because 101 is dead. (laughs) And so we took the back road, but that, um, that, particular video like i posted it on facebook so i was like this was so crazy you guys you. and between the hour of getting through bell springs and back into like reception range i had i i don't even know it was like 10 or 12 different radio and tv stations that all wanted to air it and like our local place for <laughs> airing it and my facebook video hit like 500,000 within like the first two hours and it topped out at a million the next day. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then people started totally beating me up and being like, Oh, could you say, Oh my God, anymore? And then the people were like, hey, she didn't say holy fucking shit, give her a break. And it was really, it was, it was really entertaining for a while. And then I just had to be like, like somebody said they wanted me shot because I was so annoying. I was like, people are so fucked up. I
0: used to have a, a, <laughs> a video online feeding a, a bird-eating spider. And then people like, I got, probably got two to three dozen death threats from, you know, feeding a spider because they felt bad for what it was eating. It's like, this is nature. What are you talking about?
6: I, the, this is where I was like, I'm all, wow, really? If you had been there and watched a mountain eat a freeway and K-Rails, and by the way, we had parked originally where they'd stopped us the first time was where those K rails melted out mm-hmm. of the way. So I was just like, I'm like, yeah, you know, I thought I did pretty good, but if you don't like it, turn your volume off, problem solved. How about you just create your own solutions, people? Sorry, I totally got <laughs> sidetracked a hundred percent there, but um, yeah, I guess now I'm, I'm no, really is this g-
0: funny. Like the social media gets so weird.
6: So weird. So people, yeah, I'm sure people who are watching this, well, whatever. thicker skin, who cares?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what, uh, what are you been up to this week, Doug? We're going to start to wrap up with show here. Uh,
3: just uh, the usual stuff, uh, you know, gardening. <laughs> Spending a lot of time in the garden. Um, yeah, got uh, those cherry bomb plants going. They're starting to, they grew really big, really fast. I forgot how, what a gigantic, vigorous uh, strain Cherry Bomb is, which is really funny because I inbred it, you know, exclusively for at least 10, 12, 13 generations before I started giving it out. And a lot of people are, you know, people talk about inbreeding depression and stuff like that. (laughs) Man, I don't know about that. Uh, I think, I don't know, maybe I think it's possible. I think it's possible with breeding to lose, you know, lose qualities and to lose sight of where you're going and stuff like that. That's for sure. You make mistakes, you make wrong turns, you know, but the idea of automatic uh, inbreeding depression just from continuous in crossing, I don't think it's really true. And I I think that cannabis, it might be true with corn. But I think cannabis has really got a lot of, even with just two, you know, just the male and a female plant, each individually only representing one, you know. But I guess with cherry bomb, I started using multiple males and things like that, you know, doing sort of open pollinated uh, grows really early on using multiple females, multiple males, which I think is uh, probably one of the keys to inbreeding over a long period of time. But yeah, it's really cool to see that they're, you know, it's still in great condition. I don't know how many generations Swami pushed it down. I don't know what he's done, but I'll soon be finding out. I can see right away that, you know, it's obviously cherry bomb that they, I can recognize the serrations and leaves like, you know, my little, my little buddies, I haven't seen you guys in five years, you know, I haven't had a cherry bomb plant in the garden and they're back again. You know, the, the leaves, everything, the shape. I'd forgotten how fast they grow. Was, like I said, I was like, my God, they're just huge. <laughs> they're bigger than all the other plant. you know, the other seeds that I started with them. Much bigger. The three cherry bombs are the three biggest plants. You know, it's like, whoa. <clears throat> Hopefully, also, a friend of mine in uh, the northeast up in Concord in Massachusetts um, is probably going to be running some of my genetics outside this year and hopefully in a pretty large you know larger space and we might be able to grow out some so i'm going to try and get him some cherry bomb seeds for that for that run yeah Yeah. i don't want to talk anymore about him that's allegedly we're going to be doing that (laughs) but yeah it's always nice to do big grows it would be great to 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 see a couple hundred cherry bomb plants but, you know, also the thing, you know, not all seed batches do you want to see a few hundred plants. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it depends on what you're looking at. You know, like the, the idea that it's always great when you're breeding that you always need to look at hundreds of plants. I don't know about that. And not not only that sometimes, you know, you have seed batches that don't really have enough variation to warrant it. You know, so it's possible to have a seed batch that's pretty uh stable as i hate to use the term (laughs) but i mean uh yeah exactly where where, where you've (laughs) got less yeah lack of variation to the point where now of course you often have that with feminized seeds but i'm saying even with male female seeds it's definitely possible to have usually through hybridization i've seen it after a double hybrid so a hybrid one followed by another, by an immediate hybrid after that. And that's, those are some of the stablest, stable, stablest seeds I've ever seen.
6: What do, you, um, what do you mean by hybrid one and hybrid two? Are you talking like F1s and F2s or back-crossing? Yeah, or making
3: two? an F1 between two unrelated and then immediately taking that F1 and hybridizing it with something else. So going- okay going another generation of hybridization. So really you've got, oh, no. in the end, you've got something that's 50% one and 25 and 25 or the other, but yeah. it's just the, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I've seen it like twice, I've done it twice. And it, it's amazing. It seems to be probably the best plan for making stable male, female seeds. If those are what you want, but I'm not really sure they are what you want because, uh, you know, if, you've seen most uh, phenotypes within 10 or 15 females, you know what I mean? And then by then after that, you're repeating yourself. Then <clears throat> that is pretty reduced variation. And reduced variation is not good if you're planning to get better and better, or find more plants each generation that exceed Uh, the qualities that you, I don't mean just the fire, you know, I mean, whatever the things are that you were aiming for in your previous generations, you know, so whatever your traits are that you're looking for. So you're looking to improve these things. You want to, every generation want to see improvement, stability or lack of, you know, lack of variation could, could work against that. You know, it's not necessarily something that you always want.
4: You know. I've got a phrase for you: consistency of properties. Yeah, it's within the family, stabilized or whatever. It's like it, you're you you know once it's you know, it's got consistent properties. Um, yeah. yeah.
3: Well, you yeah. want to you want to get a bunch of really good plants with variation amongst an, amongst a the theme. Well, and I you think
6: know,
3: you don't want it. It
6: depends. Sorry, yeah? It was just to say it depends too on what state you're growing in and what the regulation states. so california we have this incredible price on testing you know you're looking yeah. at 800 to thousand dollars per batch and it doesn't matter whether your batch is an ounce up yeah. to 50 pounds so there's some amount of really value in having a very stable line that you can say yeah. i'm going to give you this, you know, I'm going to sell you these seeds, you're going to get a hundred of them, you could expect, you know, standard 50-50 ratio, female to male. And in that population of 50 females, you're going to have, you know, maybe a Punit square of a 25, 25, and a 50 of three phenotypes. Like that's very attractive to a commercial grower who's growing from seed. But if you're growing for that, Vino hunt, and you're growing 2,000 plants and you're looking for the unicorn, you want as much variety as you can have. It's variety, so yeah. So it's, it's I mean, all about what, what you're aiming for and what your goal is, you know, and at what you're doing as a breeder totally. and what you're doing as a cultivator.
3: So it's very
6: for sure.
3: Yeah. The, you know, the I, I I think if you want to eliminate variation, uh, feminize seeds, feminize is the way yeah. to go. Yeah. I, you know, why not? You know, really. <laughs> um,
6: I could manipulate.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, legit feminine, seed, You know, really do it with the silver nitrate. Take plants that are, you know, I, you're not, I don't, I, you know, I, I think it's bad. The only thing it's bad to do is to take plants that are already, that are, you know, that are hermy, hermy plants. Plants that are naturally hermaphrodites and using those to incross Am I the only? Did it? Did you guys fall off? Is anyone else well, there? No,
4: we're just. Y'all are just going on. we just kind of. You know, you've been Sorry. pretty quick. <laughs> I thought somebody. I thought they froze.
3: But yeah, I mean, I, I think ethically speaking, you know, you should you should take plants that are not naturally hermaphrodites. But sometimes, you know, I sometimes a great plant is a Hermi, I you know, or or is potentially a Hermi. My Oreo plant. I haven't seen a hermaphrodite flower on it in about five or six years. I guess whatever I'm doing cultivation wise now doesn't doesn't ever cause it to throw the, the hermy flowers, but it potentially will do it. It's it's 50% urban poison. You know, and that's a, a classic sativa land race, and that's where you usually get your Hermes, <laughs> genetically speaking.
4: And I still think I agree with you. I, I think that I've always been a proponent of the fact that you can, you can take charge of that somewhat by your environment. If you do certain, if you keep your humidities in certain ranges and your temperatures in certain ranges, I found through time that, you, you know, you can cut down that Hermes on that, you know, yeah. uh, especially like, even even when uh uh hank from dutch passion seeds used to he's it's in jorge's book or george's book i mean i don't know so it, it talks about where he's got this one little thing where it's a page out of his book that says you know even though you got a feminized seed or whatever and maybe he was talking about that were produced from her plants so i don't know because i'm not a big fan of that idea right there because that just sounds like you're Unless you're looking for that, I think that you're you're opening a can of worms. I like your idea of the doing actual, like you said, the true fems with silver nitrate, so that you yeah. know that that's what they are. And yeah. you know, and and then you have then again, there's that word stability that you get or consistency of properties.
3: <laughs> you get the same kind of stability as you do with a tomato or any other. Most yeah. other plants are are selfing selfing flowers anywhere. Perfect flowers, you know, they have both parts in the in the flower i mean cannabis is one of the rare ones we we're talking about this before i think we came up with five or four or five crops that are dioecious. you know that have the sex uh, uh, the flowers on two separate plants you know we can we, we, we come up with very many there's so few almost all plants are are self-pollinating you know what i mean so um
4: there's still a yeah, lot of. I don't think you get by cucumber Brie. You still get cucumbers. You get male and female. You know, right, right, right. I got a pack of them as a matter of fact, when I started out, Washed a fair. lot of cucumbers and ended up using derator in the end, cause that's what they wanted at the store. But those are a dollar a seed. You know, it's like yep. a pack, a pack of Daraider, 100 seeds is eighty-eight dollars plus your shipping and tax or whatever. So you're basically paying a hundred dollars, and those are those 14-inch cucumbers you heat wrap. You know, and they're right, like three dollars yeah. fifty cents. Yeah, and English
3: cucumbers or whatever they call them.
4: I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I, it's been God's been a few years now since I did that, but I remember when I got these seeds when I first started. And yeah, cucumbers definitely one of the plants that that you can have. Uh, you'll have male and females in the batch. So,
0: yeah. so anything, anything else? Well, we got to wrap the show up here real quick. Oh um, yeah. Sorry. If you're, if you're, anything else going on in your garden? It's the or just uh, breeding, growing stuff out, or yeah, just
3: breeding, yes, yeah. growing stuff out, Latia. Uh, uh, um, yeah, yeah. It's been really cold here, so the outdoor garden, you know, the veggies and everything, not not so much. Man, it's been freezing here in California this whole last month. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and Making soap. <laughs> I know that's not part of the show. <laughs> I'm excited Can about we- soap.
6: I'm growing loofah. I'm growing loofah gourds this year. Me
3: too. Yeah. I made some soap with loofah. I made loofah. Um, I cut the, cut the ends off them and yeah. put them in the mold and poured the soap on it. And stuff yeah. and with these scrubbies it's so good.
6: Isn't it? I'm, that's what I wanted to I, I have, I think I started way too many plants. So I have like 50 of them.
3: Oh yeah. You're going to have,
6: but, you but can I, have also, them, I also have 12 acres of, of garden space. So, I right.
3: Fine. nice beautiful you can you can eat the loofah when they're smaller yeah. you know like
6: my,
3: yeah my that's, filipino family they they cook them all the time sorry
6: yeah but, that's, i i just i'm just learning about them because i've never grown them before so it's kind of like my my big exciting project this year everybody's like ooh, cannabis genetics i'm like no loofah gourds oh my gosh you guys
3: <laughs> hell yeah yeah, we're into we're into all kinds of things on this podcast. We, we
4: grow everything around here. <laughs> uh, Roger, Roger, you got anything going on in your garden? Uh, no, nothing I could really talk about. And you know, things are things are. kind of going through hell, personal hell right now. So I we try to keep that off the show. So I'm not going to elaborate. But the she devil came home tonight, and uh, and so life isn't so good over here on the farm tonight. But. I was glad I'm glad y'all had a little bit of a show cause I'd have just been over here being depressed, but no, I'm not growing right now because of stuff that's going on. It's going to get nasty. And so I'm just going to be continue to work on converting my hydroponic operation into my K and F and you know, well, I'm going to share it. See, I'm going to be sharing what I already know with aquaponics and K and F as I learn, as I get all my inputs made and all like that. In fact, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, I was gonna do it now, but I decided to wait till after Ann Arbor since I'm going and I'll be gone for five days. I'm gonna do my, I was ready to do my IMO one, but I'm not gonna mess with that until I get back. So that's gonna be three or four weeks out. You know, I just feel like there's no sense in trying to rush that and get it done before I go. You know, I just, there's so much to do anyway. So, you know, it's one thing after another, still building fences still cleaning up the greenhouse from, uh, when I got hurt and sick five years ago. So I got a young couple young guys that are helping me out. So I just think we're going to accomplish it this year, at least to get it back open, cleaned up and back open and covered. That's going to be something else that after the trip and the expenditures of doing the trip, uh, can't really afford to buy poly until I get back and get some more money. So, you know, just, but I had to get I'm going to have to, I need to get out of here. I've been shut in here for like two and a half years since, uh, you know, since the shit hit the fan. And um, and I'm ready for a vacation, you know.
0: It'll, it'll be fun to hang out with you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, and, for the, and it's a great segue here. Well, the, next, the conference, if you can't make this weekend, uh, or if you want to buy an online streaming ticket, is in March. So March 22nd through 23rd, we'll be doing the conference one last time for this year. And, and uh, it will be live streamed as well. So um, I'll be running the live stream. So if you have questions, you'll have that interactivity. I'll I can add, I'll raise my hand and ask the question on 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 your behalf. Um, so if the live stream people have a question, they'll have that you know very high level of interactivity with the, with the speakers uh, during the conference. And then we're also going to have some of the speakers pop on. We have intermission and stuff, so we're going to have the speakers pop on during intermission, so they can just talk right to the right to the people on the live stream. You guys will have you know one on one access the same way that everyone there does. So it's really going to be awesome. Even if you're just doing a live stream, you're going to be able to ask questions, to Dr. Lane myself chris trump you know anyone else uh and wendy uh, you know you'll all be able to ask her questions so anyone that you're you're looking to, to ask questions uh, or you know, josh
6: that's it's it's a really key opportunity you guys because this is the first time josh is is doing this and um you know it's it's hard to make it to these conferences a lot of them are in really out of the way places you know we're traveling all over the place but like i said i've been on the road since six days set up 9, 9 a.m wednesday i don't even know i don't know what time it is i don't even know what state i'm in it's like that much of a thing um but you know all of us are here dedicated to make sure that you guys have access to the information and the experiences that we've had and um you know there's there's really no other conference that has this particular group of of experts coming together so if you can't make it in person, which is honestly the best way, like you're going to get, there's going to be some hands-on stuff happening that it's really key to get to know. But if you can't make it in person, because it's because it's too far, it's too hard, whatever the case may be, um, live streaming is going to be an awesome option. Like, honestly, I was like, can I maybe just live screen from home instead? But um, my tickets are bought and I love hanging out with all these guys, so. It's, it's killer to be there in person
4: um but live stream
6: yeah. take advantage man and this and
4: may, may never happen again <laughs> yeah. if dropped out you want to go if you want to find the information on tickets you go to regenerativeorganiccannabis.com and yep. uh, and that's where the conference is posted and all the information on the tickets in the live stream and it's actually the 22nd 23rd and 24th in ann arbor just like it was last week in humboldt so steve left sunday out but that's the same thing it's going to be the seed the
0: seed discussions seed swap and all that done on sunday yep. like seed a, Kevin Jodhry on sundays and and seeds you know that's the best seed reason to come in is, person is a seed swap and oh, humble i got so some fun. from from an, an island off the coast of of africa some really really awesome land raised sativa i don't want to say exactly where so don't get anyone in trouble um you know in case someone's boss is watching or something but <laughs> a very remote place that has very unique sativa genetics and i could not i was over the moon when they offered me some so um if you're looking to get some really and, and just really awesome so i got some stuff from hbk um i got some stuff from um uh alan from probiotics i got some stuff from all the all over like e- I, uh,
6: equilibrium equilibrium genetics, genetics we had uh, i got selection. some from kevin Jodry,
0: 3 selections we had um we Alpe, had a- alpenglow Alpe- we had
6: We had a lot of people that actually just brought their personal seeds you know see i actually (laughs) forgot mine but i brought them this weekend um so i actually have a bunch of seeds that are uh, propagations from my dad and i mean someone i know uh (laughs) uh shit see i need to we've
4: all done that (laughs) one right uh
6: right so a certain person uh that we've been trading genetics back and forth and we basically Allegedly. like have this amazing thing that's been happening for decades now and we just brought some canadian genetics into it so i'm kind of super excited to to bring that especially up here because we are in a really cold wet area that has a much shorter growing season so i know that even my stuff from humboldt county isn't necessarily going to be what y'all want up here but you know we've got some northern oregon canadian genetics being brought into that i mean it should be a really fun pheno hunt for people and oh, yeah. um, so the the seed swap itself is just it's if, if if you're all i mean you know you could try and bid on an auction to get a pack of fiction auto for 200 to 500 bucks or you could buy a ticket and come here and like go home with and the guys were giving out free seeds madly like i mean everybody was just walking away with you know jeans Jackson from um from people selections he was giving out packs of not packs like literally they'd come with their old school humble baggies of seeds dumping them into like little envelopes or little packages and um and it's just you know it was for me it was very reminiscent of how things used to be where people like oh yeah i got this bomb ass shit They're like here let me like let me squeeze some seeds out of this bud for you and uh it's it's fun it's really awesome all, all the guys were have, guys ladies come ladies. on ladies i know we all are reticent with calling ourselves breeders but seriously <laughs> come on uh oh ancient green farm
0: Aww. shout out to them them
6: Sweet, <laughs> ancient green farm, cultivation, extraction, and apothecary. Cool. Oh, Where did this come from? Oh, but a
0: uh, hotel desk. They dropped it off for us. Allegedly. Oh,
6: sweet. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. allegedly, allegedly, someone may or may not have dropped off some ass stickers and
0: for us <laughs> from yeah uh,
6: somewhere, maybe in yeah. the state, perhaps. Yeah. From, from
0: the weed fairy the local, came.
6: One of the oh. local, one of
0: the <laughs> local, local the main sweetest. growers hooked it up. Look. There's a hemp wick. Nice. Um, yeah, cool yeah of awesome. Very, very thoughtful. Heck of yeah. Heck yeah. That's killer. Good stickers. Awesome. And, they've, uh, got,
6: they've got bees and mushrooms. This is cool. Yeah. Good good, good logo. Good sticker.
0: So I've been working on a bunch of crazy stuff this the list. last week. I got uh, some really cool stuff that's coming out by Christmas time that uh, I'll be able to talk about here in a couple of months, but a bunch of stuff is in the works. I think is going to be really exciting for a lot of the viewers and a lot of the home growers, especially places people with smaller grow spaces. I think you're going to, you're going to really like what we've got in the works. Um, and then uh, that's about it. I can't really talk about much else. <laughs> i been working on. Uh, working with some projects in Oklahoma, getting okay, those <laughs> rolling forward, um, and and uh, Arkansas, or, uh, Arkansas, yeah. Uh, is the, the newest one that I've got some people working with that are license, all licensed up now. So we'll have some aquaponics over there. So I'm uh, going to have a lot of cool stuff coming up in uh, the next couple of weeks. We're going to have a lot of cool places where we're getting filmed from. Um, we're going to be down touring CBD um, Hemp uh, sometime in the next two weeks, I think, down in uh, Pueblo. Um, they're a, a CBD hemp producer of uh, aquaponics, uh, you know, for all aquaponics. That'll be really cool. So I have a lot of cool footage for you guys uh, in the next couple of weeks here. So. Uh, and then, uh, you know, if you're around, please go check out the Science Regenerative Cannabis Conference uh, and, um, come uh, you, know, come, you know, come out knowledge. yeah, come, <laughs> come out and visit us in Portland, Maine. If you're on the East Coast, if, uh, please tell your friends in Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Vermont. Um, all of them are within two hour, three hour drive. Uh, you know, come get your knowledge on and, um, and uh, you know, come out and support the crew and, uh, you know, get some seeds on Sunday you know, really get your grow, you know, learn some knowledge and then get some good genetics and go home and, and get your grow on. So, um, you know, thanks a lot. And, uh, thanks to everyone who supports us. Um, uh, Doug or, uh, Mr. Green Jeans, why don't you tell everybody how to uh, find you?
5: Uh,
0: uh
3: green That's me. Uh, thanks a lot. Great to be here.
0: How do they to to get go. seeds from you? How they get seeds from you? Got an email. Uh,
3: Cards, just just send me an email there. Just send me an email off the website. Uh, uh, maybe I'll get the shopping cart going or something.
5: Do you, I have, still- any, do you have any
0: more of that falloja? The
3: what was it? Oh, the feijoa. Feijoa. Sorry. <laughs> feijoa Kush. Oh, well, yeah. I that one I've got to really crank some more seeds of that. Everybody loves that idea because uh, you know I I've, it's a, it's basically a strain kit. You know, it's basically an F three and it's ready to ready to work some more you know and it's it's at a nice point too so it's got i like i i I think i did some heavy lifting and it's in perfect position for somebody who wants to you know see what they can do with it and and i like i have to crank some more seeds of that i i'm sorry to say those are just about sold out (laughs) but uh did I, i did send i did give you some of those didn't i yeah yeah i
5: have to yeah, I'm excited
4: there you know that I'm gonna pop up next week Got it. yeah excellent <laughs> what about you Roger well as always you can find me I love growing marijuana I love growing marijuana.com which happens to be a company out of Amsterdam and uh, I've been proud to work for them for five years now and uh, they're really great guys and uh, I was lucky enough I I did, I had to miss Humboldt and it really broke my heart because I had to wait for some confirmations with my finances to come through. And then the tickets were too expensive for the flight. So I had to skip Humboldt because of my meager, uh, you know, uh, budget. Uh, but I talked to the company and they paid for my tickets to go to Ann Arbor. They, okay. Basically they covered my flights for me and will my, my, my first hired moderator that I hired um uh, The company gave me the money. That basically, we're gonna have to come out of pocket a few bucks, but a few bucks is a lot less than two plane tickets from the south to Michigan, and and four nights in a hotel. So we and I and Josh, I got my rooms for eighty five bucks a night,
5: dude. Same place. Nice place. <laughs> so Josh, why don't you tell everybody how to find you? I'm at uh, DutchBooms.net and Regenerative Organic Cannabis. What about you, Wendy?
6: Uh, You can find me at Cinebus.com, Cinebus on Instagram, and Humboldt's Full Sun Farms on Facebook. Mm. I'm not active on Facebook, though. Don't expect a lot from that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can find us over at the uh, uh, Aquaponic Cannabis Growers Group on Facebook uh, or on Potent Ponyx on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Twitter, Twitter, (laughs) all the things, Uh, Instagram, all tweets, all the things. So, um, and we'll catch you guys next time. And, uh, I really hope to come out and, and see whoever, uh, has come out to the conference this weekend. And, and if not, I really hope to see you guys on Ann Arbor. And if not, I hope to see you on the live stream. So we'll take care. Cheers. Nice. Bye, everybody.